Welcome everyone to episode 4-2 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fan's number one game club podcast. The podcast that's so powerful that we have Square rebooting Final Fantasy XII and adding Final Fantasy Tactics characters to games just because we like them. I'm Josh Curry. With me is a wonderful group of very interesting people. I uh, heard you pause before you said very interesting people. I, I debated saying something worse. I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll start nice and I'll, I'll progressively get worse. Alright, okay. The person that's speaking out of turn. He's Correct. still wonderful. Uh, Mike Solosi. Hello everyone, Mike Solosi, Monsoon on the forums. You've probably heard me a couple times on this thing. Also with us is Marcos Gaspar. Howdy, Marcos Wild Armor on the boards. And last but not least, Dave Testovich. It's, it's. I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't. <laughs> but I'm a. I'm Davy Kaze on the forums, and pretty much everywhere. And although I skipped it, but I did remember to introduce myself this time. I'm uh, JD Curry on the boards. But more importantly than what we are on boards and how wonderful we are, we're here to talk about the last story. We've played through chapter 25 now. How is everybody liking it? I want to know what you like about it, Josh Curry. That's not how this works. If I'm a host, I ask questions and then try to avoid angering the internets. <laughs> um, it's, it's your first time. I'm curious. So, I, I think there's a lot of really great things said about the game on 4.1. Uh, the uh, excitement's left me put it that way um some of the things that originally were really fresh and really exciting i they've i feel like they try too hard to make sure that it stays exciting and in return i I found it more annoying and parts of it just tedious Uh, there there, i have a number of complaints kind of about the characters now i hate the boss system um and i I just boss system like any any they come up with these like little gimmicks for every time that there's a boss. Oh, okay, sure. And so like there's little systems that you have to kind of tweak every time, but at the end of the day, it's still you're doing the same thing. Um, so I, I don't know. I right now I'm like at that teetering point. It can either go either way for me. I'm really hoping it bounces back. And now that everything's kind of opening up, I'm hoping that's the route I go with this. Right. But as as of right now, I'm not a super fan anymore. Um, I have two like pretty big thoughts on that, and like the first is with the boss gimmicks, like you were talking about. Um, it really reminds me a lot of I played a lot of uh, not a lot. I played a couple months of FF14, uh, pretty recently earlier this year, and uh, it's it reminds me a lot of like FF14 raids. Like there will be specific mechanics you you need to take care of, and assuming you do those, there's not really a lot of skill involved in winning the fight. Like, uh, it's just sort of completing the objectives and managing to stay alive sort of thing. Yeah. Not, and some not of, really skill intensive. Yeah, some of the objectives are like hard like in different ways. Like you have to stay observant or you have to like react fairly quickly. Like um Leviathan Extreme. You have to like watch for when the water flies up on the one side of the boat and you have to run to the other side and it's just like every single person doing this exact same thing and it like kind of looks comical at that point because they just kind of look like lemmings but like 
the real problem with that is like if you want battle to not just turn into a hack and slash like a brainless sort of deal and you want it to be strategic and tactical in some way then what else do you do phases that that's a really really easy answer phases um, so you think like every... so like so just turn everyone into like a dragon quest final boss where they transform a couple times in mid battle or at least change up their system i mean there's there's two easy really things that popped in my head i mean you brought up final fantasy 14 which i have not played but i've played a decent amount of world of warcraft okay and then the second one would be bloodborne mm-hmm. which I, I hate that game but they do boss battles amazingly well um and you have different like it doesn't have to transform into anything it doesn't have to think do anything amazing but if it changed its patterns at least but that's just kind of extending the same thing though if they're saying here do this gimmick and then do this gimmick but it's a phase change that's still essentially the same idea they just repeat it yeah and really when you reduct when you are that reductive describing how boss fights work you can almost say every boss fight in a video game is just following patterns and maintaining the pattern it's I, I, don't, I don't think the boss encounters are that bad in the last story. They do sort of, you have to sort of figure out the gimmick and then repeat the cycle a few times. But that, it's like, oh, so it's a, it's sort of like a Zelda boss battle or a God of War boss battle. It's yeah. not, sure. it's, uh, you can just reduce a lot of boss battles to just repeated patterns. But that's, I didn't think they were that boring that they really got on my nerves. But I, I've only yeah. played through chapter 20. Yeah, and, and, so. and it might be... And I, I haven't even, like, power leveled yet. I, I think I... <laughs> oh, so you want to be able to just brute force the boss battle and you're, and you're mad... Ignore that, mechanics. And, and you're mad that the game is making you play it on its terms instead of your own terms? No, 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 no. So I, I have not... Like, usually at this point, I'd be crazy out-leveled. And I, I was doing that towards the beginning, and I realized there was no point. And now I'm, like, evenly matched with whatever I'm fighting, and it still doesn't matter because every fight is super easy. And that, that's kind of, so, I, I think that's kind of, like, the ultimate crux for this is, yes, it's the same thing over and over again, but there's no moment that I actually feel like I could be wiped. Um, I feel like this is getting into a, like, really interesting territory because, like, you can't just say that, like, you can't just say that it feels really easy just because every encounter is built for you to be able to win in a easy easy to identify way. Like, that's also good game design, so, like... What is it though? It's too easy. Yeah. Well, traditionally, for sure. I, I, I and there's often times that I feel like I open a door, some conversation happens, like, oh, there's a bunch of enemies. We better watch out. And I will stroll through the battle, and I'll just kind of like jump over people's backs and slash them in the back. And they'll be like, you should use this mechanic. You should use this mechanic. And they'll repeat that like 20 times. And it doesn't matter because I'll just wander around, and as I walk around, I'll kill everybody. And then when you get to, that works for every battle until you get to the boss battle where nothing works unless you use that mechanic. And even that, like, if I'm not doing it correctly, I should just get destroyed. Like, they should just wreck my team. But instead, it's just, they're so, they're they're more sort of obstacles or targets than real enemies. So they, it's like, oh, they're just sitting around doing their thing while while my HP goes down very slowly until I figure out what the gimmick is or... Until I can figure out how to throw the bombs or whatever the deal is. I mean, I, I guess, but it's uh, it's not. I mean, I I understand where you're coming from. I think, but it's not bothering me as much as it's bothering you. It's obvious. I I think so. 
the bomb one, I actually enjoyed that one. And there has been ones that I found interesting. Um, so like, well, I can go through really quickly, just a couple. The the lion with the bombs, I thought that was intriguing, except for the bomb throwing system's terrible. Like, I, yeah. I, I can't. So it, 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 it took it gets me a minute its... to realize that you could throw them in actual distances instead of just <laughs> yep. five feet in front of you. Um, and then... So that was awkward at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the pirate boat. Um, yeah. with the mirror. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. that that mirror so, was not my favorite boss battle. I actually thought that was interesting until they broke through the mirror and with because it's such a bad resolution and partially because I'm kind of colorblind, I couldn't tell the difference between the eye color, so I just mm -hmm. swung at everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and eventually so, so I won. You, so you heard. Uh, <laughs> so you heard. Um, what's his name? Don. Uh. Dangan, no. Dangan, Dangan Rampa. Yeah, I wanted to say Dangan Rampa, <laughs> but I knew, I knew that wasn't it. So, yeah, um, I, like Dagrin said, "Hey, you stop hitting me," because I kept mixing up him and his doppelganger. That was that was fun. Yeah. yeah, and then they'd be like, "Look at the eyes, they're red," and I was like, "That whole screen's a blurry mess because this isn't really in real HD." <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell you that even checking their eyes and me being able to see full color, uh, yeah, that didn't help at all. <laughs> It's, yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, the Wii does not have good resolution, and I thought to myself multiple times, man, I wish I was playing this on a 360 or a PS3 or a PC yep. right now. And, yeah, I, and I it would have made that battle specifically easier. Um, but, but in, yeah, in, in I, general, I it would be cool to have people's you know lips move when they talk. Or that for creepy the, uh, smiles. Yeah, or the uh, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> or how everyone's hair is rendered the same way, so everyone's like hair falls back in the same sort of size yeah. chunks it's weird uh oh. yeah, I, I wouldn't have mind some seeing this on a higher resolution system yeah that's true well i think the uh the way for that fight to be easier is if you use the gather command um the the enemy is the the one that has red lines going to them oh sure oh. yeah that makes sense well i don't know if can you see red uh fine like uh those red thin lines josh um they're they're well enough in the game that i have no problem i so i really only have problems with I basically have problems with street lights. Uh, red and uh, yellow flashing lights at nighttime is terrified as that sounds. Wow. Uh, so I have to depend on like where it is on the actual like light. Um, for so, games, so I'm usually you, fine. Is it somewhere on the red green spectrum where you lose color? Yeah, I I, I struggle like specifically with like reds and oranges. Like okay, it's yeah. just small gradients. For, yeah, for men for, that are colorblind, it's almost always red, yellow, orange, green, somewhere on that line. Right, and so I, I have, in real life, I don't usually have the issues, but until it becomes light-based. And so, like, screens, there's enough that, like, it's in between that I, I sometimes am fine, sometimes I'm not. Sure, and but it's definitely enough for it to be annoying. It's enough to be annoying, and then you add in the fact that it's a blurry mess, and it, it yeah, it just didn't end well for me. Um, so I just swung at everybody. And it ended up being I took out my whole party and them. <laughs> awesome. That's a good way uh, and I just, strategizing. I just chose not to revive anybody because I was like, this is just easier. <laughs> yeah. Kill everyone. Um, but I think really, and this this is the main reason I'm upset about the boss battles, is right before we uh, got on here, I did the shade battle. And I, I really, really genuinely hate that battle. Okay, I, I haven't gotten there yet, so I, I don't mind being spoiled about it, but it's, um, it doesn't sound like fun. So, this, that's like a really, that one felt especially like an MMO RPG boss battle, because there's like, 
it has phases, like you were saying. Like, you have to have uh, Morania cast Leaf. You have to get in there, hit him a bunch until it wears off. He summons mobs, and then you have to kill the mobs, or else he regenerates life. Like, I've fought FF14 bosses with that exact same phase structure. Right, but where this breaks down is this is not an MMO. You and I are not playing together. Yeah, so, so it's not as fun. So, we can't have coordination of, like, I'm going to tank... I'm going to pull them away, and then all my DPS is going to come in, and my healer's going to be doing this. But at this point, you're going to come on, and you're going to drop this. Or, like, for shamans, you're going to drop a totem here. You're going to do this. It's like you don't have those aspects because by yourself. And the at least for me, with the I'm not sure if it's yeah, for it, you guys, it, too. It, it, uh-huh. Go, keep it's going. It's super clunky to get to the command center. Yes, it, it is. And uh, the only times I can do that reliably are the ones where I have prompts to do so. Like when I tell my spellcasters to knock down a stalactite or something, that's pretty straightforward. But uh, actually going into the command menu and stuff is super awkward and weird, and I can't get it to reliably happen. So, yeah, not looking forward to this shade boss battle that seemed to um, frustrate you. As far as that goes, you just have to push up on the D-pad when you have four stack. Like, if you don't have four stock, nothing will happen. Oh, okay. So, how it is for me, and this is for holding A as well, I need to hold it for a solid two count, sometimes three yeah. count. Yep. And that's... Oh, for pushing up? Yeah. Though? Like, I hold it, and I usually get hit, like, four times oh. while holding it. No, and no, then you, it... no, you said A, so are you, ta- are you confusing that with blowing up the magic circles? Uh, no, I'm saying for both. Okay. I, See, I get that for Gale, but I don't get that when I go into the command thing. Gale, yeah, I, I just call it blowing up magic circles, but, it, but it's, it's Gale. It. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I have it, unfortunately, for both. Um, and the, commands, the command menu is essentially frustrating, like, super, super frustrating. Because like, that, for this battle specifically, is, like, the only time I've ever needed it. It felt like, and it's, it wouldn't work responsibly when I needed it. So I felt like I was fighting the game on type, and, ugh on top of fighting the boss, which was extra annoying. Yes, yeah, it's, it's no fun to have the game mechanics be part of be an obstacle rather than a means. So, yeah, I can see how that could be frustrating. I haven't had major issues with stuff yet. I mean, and when I do have issues controlling things or something's not responsive, the game's easy enough that I can sort of power through that fight. But I, I have, I've never wiped yet in this in the in the game, so it's oh. hasn't really been an. Uh, a challenge yet but i'm sure it'll get hard eventually i mean you guys seem to insist that it would uh on the first episode um i think it's specifically that boss design that made them go with a five life structure because you spend a couple of lives like just getting usually one hit learning the mechanics and before you know the mechanics like you have no hope of taking that boss down but once you learn it it doesn't really matter how much life you have left like you can pretty much go indefinitely against most of them yeah, and I think the, the, so. This whole that whole section I think was paced really poorly because you have the they weren't necromancers, the dark uh, masters, yep, masters yep. that have the uh, basically grim reaper guys. Yeah, they have like golems. And so like the first time that one comes up, like that is that is the first time I was like, you know what, this is actually kind of intimidating. Yeah. And you kind of sort of figure it out in the second time you have to fight it, which I find annoying that they make you fight it three times in a row. But the yeah. third, the third time, they have two of those golem guys, and it's like, all right, this is this is a legitimate fight. I need to concentrate. This seems like a big moment, even though it's just a regular enemy. But I thought that was really well executed. Yeah, that was. And fun. then to go directly from that I, to probably the worst encounter in the whole game, at least for me, um. it, it just didn't 
pair well for me. I'm glad you brought up that fight because I had like a really specific thought when I got to that fight. I was like, man, two of them, that's going to be intense. And then I was like, but I wish this game like kind of did two big enemies at one time better. And then I was like, what games are good at doing that? And it's like, oh, Bayonetta, that'd be amazing if Platinum made an action RPG like that. And then I realized they are. Like, wow, I'm so excited about that freaking new Nier game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I still have to get around to playing the first one. Right. Oh, well, I should, too. I've, uh, Nier is weird, because that didn't review very well when it came out, but it's sort of become a cult hit, and people in, in basically our circles, people that just love RPGs, a lot of people really like Nier. Like, even on RPG Fan, there's a lot of love yeah. for Nier, which, is, which, which surprised me at first, but now it's like, well, damn, I guess I should play Nier. It's... It's kind of in the same place as the last story insofar as it's a action RPG with great art and great music and uh wow, I just lost myself for a second there. <laughs> but it was maybe kind of uh, overlooked it, or underrated or well, it's it's just the the action part of it is not especially well done. So it's oh, like sure. always being held back by the fact that it's action-based combat because the developers aren't good at that. Hmm. Um but and that was that's what I was going to say is as far as the the mechanics versus uh, like reactionary based uh, fighting. Like how do you make RPG battles difficult? Like I would much rather prefer to go like the tales of route where it is about uh, really on your feet thinking like moment to moment action. Combos, pressure, smart guard. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, like Kingdom Hearts. I've never played no, no, Kingdom no, Hearts we're, games, we're talking but... about good games. So Kingdom Hearts 2. Sure, I've, um, I've, I've only played like an hour. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, like, I was going to say Dark Souls, but then you just talk crap on Bloodborne. I don't know if you're going to... No, I, I, I full... Like, though, that whole... I count that as a genre. It's something I need to at some point sit down, because I respect the hell out of it, and I love those types of games. The only thing I had an issue with, with the original, well, Demon Souls specifically, but Dark Souls, is... I didn't like some of the clunkiness of the controls. I go along the side of I'd rather do like Devil May Cry Ninja Gaiden controls. Oh, wow. And you must be really excited about that near game. Yes. Yeah, so I, I'm actually super excited for that. So like, I always play a boatload of those types of games. And that's why also Bloodborne, if I were to go to play any of that masochistic genre, I would choose Bloodborne because it moves closer to that type of controls. Okay, well, so, all right, back on to the last story. <laughs> um, oh, God, well, where, where to start? Uh, yeah, well, how is everybody else liking it? Um, yeah, that's a good place. I am still tentatively interested in it. I, I want to see where the story goes. I, it's, it's clear to me that the, that Count What's-His-Nuts is, uh, is the main villain and not Cat uh, Ganondorf and his cat lizard friends. So it, I I want to see where the story goes. I like the I like the dynamic that the characters have, especially now that we have plot moments out of uh, Marania and Eye Patch Guy. Yurik. <laughs> yeah. I, I love this cast so much I can remember all of their names perfectly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm still interested in it. I the the uh, I don't have as many issues with the. Uh, combat as Josh does, but I can see how the, the mechanics get in the way sometimes instead of really help me out. But I haven't been so challenged or uh, or really betrayed by the mechanics to be that upset about it. 
but I'm, I'm still like it all right. This is, again, I think I mentioned it. This is my first time playing the game as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm tentatively still excited. I want to see some plot stuff pay off, though, before I really decide if I like it or not. Fair enough. Um, so before Davey or uh, talks about moves on to what they like or dislike, um, Mike, you brought up the uh, kind of the character pieces for Ronnie and Eyepatch. Eric, um, yeah, they, uh, yeah, and I think it's chapters, uh, it's either 14 and 15 or 15 and 16, right around there. Uh, yeah. You get shipwrecked on an island, and each one of them has a little, you know, four battle adventure in a contained area that gives you yeah. some insight to their characters, which is, you know, you know that's fine. Um, I didn't think it was that illuminating or interesting, but it, you, at least you get a pretty good weapon for Yurik out of it. So, yeah. Uh, so I actually really liked those. And my my question was going to be, can you skip those? Is that like the first optional content of the game that you can just full on skip? Um, I don't think so because um, there's a guy that's um trying to unjam a door inside the uh, ship, and every oh, time you do right. one of those missions, he unjams it a little bit more. Oh. When you do both of them, then he's uh, he catches you, and he's like, "Hey, I unjammed that door. Want to take a look?" And then okay. that's where yeah, uh, I remember I remember him saying that. Plot. I remember him saying uh, that, but I didn't realize it was attached to those events. That's that's. I thought here. that my first time too. Like, oh, I don't have to do this. All right, and then it's just this guy uh, banging on the door, and I'm like, well, it's like, well, I've already talked to everyone on this ship five times. I guess I have to go back to Yurik and and have talk about his daddy issues for a while. So that's, and I understand not every game can be this huge branching path. I guess that would be one of the things that does annoy me about this game, um, like. It'd be really cool if those were more like Mass Effect 2, or those are like loyalty missions. You can do them, or you cannot do them, but it might have an effect with like dialogue later on, or how they act around you. Um, but there's a there's a moment specifically in chapter 22, 21, 22, uh, when after you become a knight and you're like, let's move this island, and uh, Kalista, Lisa comes out and she's like, don't do this, and she gets smacked. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know what, if I was this person, I'd be like, you know what, screw you, and I'd walk after her. And if you, you can, they give you an option to say no, and you can walk away, but you can't go anywhere. And yeah, that is weird. So they, they give a lot of these options, but they, it doesn't mean anything. And then they have these huge optional uh, chapters, but they're really easy to miss. And so it's just kind of funny how they show off choice in the game. Yeah, the the game's extremely linear, and um, the point where I'm in the game right now, right after you finish 19 and you have the option to do the Hunt Mansion, whatever, that's the that's the first part of the game that really feels non-linear, and even and chapter to chapter, it's so it's basically it's basically a corridor game. It's you have a really a set path to go through, and it feels very directed, which, you know, I I don't love that. I, I uh, it. I like it. When, I don't mind the linearity in the game as long as the world feels big and there's a lot of you know lore or stuff happening that it it feels like a bigger game that I'm playing. But I don't know if it's hitting that level for the last story. It's it's really straightforward and almost feels sometimes it feels like a corridor action game like a Devil May Cry just in how the lay, the stage layouts are instead of a big you know. Uh, large cast RPG 
I don't, and I don't know if I like that yet. I mean, if if I end up sort of being a little cold on the game, I'll complain about that a lot in episode 4-3. But uh, as it stands now, it's, it's whatever. I guess this is pretty linear. I don't understand people that complain about linearity in video games, especially in in terms of replayability. Like, hey man, do you like books? Do you ever read a book over again? The book didn't change, man. Why? It's like, well, you change. You experience it differently. You see different things. Like, you don't have to have a new play experience every time. That being said, uh, this game really builds up like a couple dramatic choices that really feel like they should be branching po points and it, then strip down illusion. the illusion. Yeah. yeah. That's... Oh, that, it just feel like... I feel like some stuff must have been lost in development in this game. Because I also... I don't know if you guys have felt like this, but like every time I go into a chapter, like especially like theoric in Morania chapters, like it feels like these environments could be anywhere in the game. And you see environments a lot like them, like not long after that. I feel like they were just making all these chapters kind of a la carte and they just kind of strung them together after the fact when development got further along and they saw what yeah, they were yeah, looking Yeah, they at. seem really disparate. And like linearity doesn't usually doesn't bother me, but um, certain things attached to linearity can really bother me. Like in FF10, when we did uh, that two months ago, I complained all the time about how uh, dumb and how bad the backtracking was because a game mm. rewarded backtracking but made it prohibitively annoying. For this, it's super linear and the stages feel contained, are, like are super contained, but it, it like it, it's impossible to revisit anything. It, it's and and the game is basically has a it basically has a mission structure rather than feeling like a yeah. contiguous world. And one thing I like doing in RPGs is experiencing a full contiguous living world. And the last story only really has that when you have in the parts where you're walking around the castle town. The city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, when it's when it's yeah. good, it's good. But sometimes it's like I, the game feels small to me because of how it's structured, and that doesn't give me a positive impression. To mm. to be fair, I think one of the focuses of this game were, was really to deliver like a small story. Like it really focuses on this like one group of people in this one island nation, like in this one part of the world. Like it never becomes a save the world kind of thing unless you. I guess suspect that the Garak are a threat to the entire world, which is kind of up in the air. Yeah, I'm not sure if the oh. Garak are a bigger threat or if the Baron or the Count is a bigger the count. threat. And yeah, and look, a... especially since he's a Count, does he seem like he should be a Castlevania character? Like, doesn't he look like Dracula Ooh. in Symphony of the Night a little bit? He's got the trench coat. He's got the flowing locks. He's got a, he has like he's that like 40 year old badass looking dude. He looks like Count Dracula, like Konami uh, Konami Count it. Dracula. Yep, you solved it. Okay, Mike. okay. He, I mean, he's he's already a count. He has the hair and the coat. He's Count Dracula. Also, it's why does everybody have an eye patch? No, two characters have eye patches, but that's that's enough. everybody. Sure. Okay. Oh. There, are, there are more people remember, with eye patches than glasses, which is a little weird. If I remember correctly, there's like a really good reason Yurik has an eye patch. Yeah. But I don't think that's true with the count. He has an eye patch because yeah. he wants to look like a freaking badass. Is why. <laughs> maybe, his, maybe. his eye patch is weird, isn't it? Like taking like a good portion of his face too. Yeah, it takes yes. up like a third of his face. It it reminds me of it's sorry, Davy. It reminds me of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> and big bosses like eye patch that's not really an eye patch. See, that he's has, really like, a electronic... Konami count. He's a Konami character stuck in a Mistwalker game. Yeah. Yeah, now that you say that, I could see him being in Metal Gear Solid as well. Like, yeah. I could see him done that style. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Sure. Um, but to, um, like, also back with the lin linearity of it, 
Um, yeah, it, it's a very linear game. What I would have liked, um, even if they made said like, hey, this is going to be a narrow hallway game, that what they did at Stargazer's Tower where uh, Zale fell into the water, like a whole cutscene, a whole little bit on that. I wish they did that with the other uh, like times where you have an option to choose one or the other and give you a little cutscene, reward you for uh, going the other route rather than saying, or like when Zale's uh, confronted by um, Ash- Ashtar uh, or whatever his name is, um, something about like Lisa, like, uh, like why'd you do this or defend yourself? And he just like uh, yeah, it, he it has the option like, of yeah. It seems like the things that the choices in court should change what happens in court, but really it's the same no matter what. Yeah. That's yeah. Fun. Um. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like I was saying. It really dramatically builds up some decisions like that that just don't pay off. Um. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, and that's at the core. I. If you listen to the Final Fantasy X podcast, you listen to Mike and I argue about linearity. Yeah, we already, uh, we've already been through like 50% of what we're arguing about now. I I lean towards it's actually better to be linear because you have more... If you're if you're looking for story, you're going to have a much more concise story. Um, and I, I don't mind linearity either. It's just I want the world to feel larger than it is, and I want the linearity to not be frustrating. And in Final Fantasy X doesn't hit one of those boxes and the last story doesn't hit the other of those boxes yeah and that's for me i and we talked about this on four one i know davy's a really big fan of this it does a really good job of pacing the battles and making each of them seem important and have a reason for it but where it breaks down is with those story choices just don't give them to me yeah i I would agree don't give me a choice if it's actually just but thou must that's that's insulting my intelligence at that point and that that's where the linearity for me in this regard upsets me. Okay, we are on the same page there. So I st- we still haven't gotten Davies from Marcos's thoughts. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> take it away, guys. Um, honestly, the the biggest thoughts that I've been having playing through again, like first of all, I do enjoy it a lot more now that I played FF14 because the whole mechanic in boss battles makes a lot more sense to me. Like it's something I learned how to do and get good at and cope with psychologically, I guess. Because, like, it can feel dumb. Like, there's a fight in FF14 where everybody has to spread out and in sync run in a little circle so they don't get one hit. Like, what is that? What? That's a real thing. Like, yeah. it looks like you're doing a synchronized dance. But, um, it's optional content anyway. But, um, like, I'm, I cope with that stuff a lot more now. So I think I'm enjoying these fights a lot more. And, uh, and more than that, like, I've just been seeing, like, kind of the... The edges peeling up, like I said, with the the way the environments feel so disparate. And like, besides that, like you could pick up any dungeon you go in and put it in another chapter, you would not ask a question. Like, sure, yeah, there's that area here now, whatever. Um, so I guess it gets inconsistent in that way. It's, but it's fun. So, it's like still a fun, good time. So you're saying that you uh, like it better now? Did you sort of? Were you frustrated or disliked the combat the first time you played the last story? Yes. Um, oh. Okay. Sp- speaking of frustration, uh, how do you guys feel about um, the the slash dunk? Was that the vertical slash or something? Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh, do, do you mean the wall run and then the slice down? I can't yes, get it to work, so... You have to run directly at the wall, and the camera has to be, like, directly behind you. You just have to run at the wall for a while to get it to go. 
and it has like it no can only button. be certain kinds of walls. Like like doors yes. won't work and uh, narrow walls won't work. It's I, I have gotten to go off on command a couple times, but not far from every time. I had it happen <laughs> once and I attacked a door accidentally. <laughs> Classic. So yeah. That that's the only time I've ever got it to work. I I've never had troubles with that in my first playthrough. Um I don't know if it's just I got used to the awkward controls, um, but I I never really had trouble with the, like the wall runs because I understood how they operated. It's annoying <laughs> that, that you have to change the camera to, to look at the wall, and, or there are times where you'll get lucky where the camera will stay put and you'll run up the wall and then you can just direct the attack. Um, those are very rare, uh, very far between, but I, I don't have really uh, much problems with uh, doing those things because I got used to it. I was able to find a rhythm. Um, to yeah. how to do it. I, I'm getting there again. I just remember last time, like, I didn't even start using that move until really late because it just frustrated me early on. Um, and in the same way, the mechanics used to frustrate me so bad. Like, I'm, I like to play, like, high-level skill games, like fighting games. And, like, the mechanics thing, just, like, circumventing skill almost entirely was really frustrating me. Especially, like, I, when I played this game, like a lot of people, I think, that I had just come off of Xenoblade. I feel like there's like more technical depth. There's like more like in the moment thinking that goes on in Xenoblade than the last story. But oh, I don't know. It just wasn't pushing my buttons. Um, I liked it enough. It was fine, but uh, I'm enjoying it more this time. And honestly, I don't really use the wall run much, but I I just gale everywhere as my sort of as, as sort of my group clearing and my escape mechanic. So I I haven't really had to use the wall run, wall run thing much. Yeah. yeah. That's well, for myself, um, I'm I mean I'm liking the game as much as I did uh, my last playthrough. Um, Generally, just because I like the characters and I like their little banter while moving around. And like I said back in the Final Fantasy Tactics um, episode, I think it was uh, 3 3, where I like character development. And mm -hmm. as long as you give me that, I'm very pleased, even if you give me poor gameplay. Um, yeah. You give me character development and music, and I'll, I'll play anything. And I you know still think these characters are super charming. Oh my gosh, like that uh, one picture you posted about uh, Sorin's comment. Like, I'm going to get so drunk my arms are going to fall off or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, honestly, that's one... Th I really like the characters too, and I almost wish there was more opportunity to banter with them because that mm -hmm. whole stretch when you're on the boat, you don't have Lowell or Seren at all, and that bummed me out. It's like, man, when am I going to get back to the cool characters that are stuck in jail or whatever right now? And and yeah. also the, uh, the Haunted Mansion segment, even though you have... I think your whole party, except for Lisa, available. You have to do that encounter with Dagran, Lowell, and Yorick, which yeah, is yeah. kind of a bummer. It's like if I if I had my way, I would have subbed out one of the dudes for Seren because I think she's super entertaining. But it, yeah. yeah, like the the party banter is great. The characters are fun, and I almost wish there was more of it. When they're actually yeah. bantering, I like them. When they're just yeah. being characters, I hate them. So that's really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I'm sorry. All right. I was like, so, I, I like you when you're talking, but when they're just being there, I don't like them at all. That's almost the opposite of what you'd assume. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I agree. Like, Seren needs to be around mo- more. Lowell's funny in a bar, but outside of that, he just seems kind of worthless. And he's like a level five character for me because he's never fought in anything. Um, and then uh, I'm progressively thinking that Dagrin, Danganronpa, Danganronpa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. is going to betray us and we're going to have to kill him. So I, I don't like him anymore. Really? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't he feel like the leader? Yeah. Like, he. he no. there, he's. There's something. There's something going on. What would his end game even be then? He like he's. I he's mean, gonna get it, your hand, and he's gonna attach it to you. His well, hand. You guys, you guys wonder about when he runs after Zangrak, and you run after him, and you just yeah. find him on the floor or whatever. Oh. It's like yeah, what that is he weird. Doing? And he it just knocked him out. And then he just walks out of prison like, yo, I'm gonna talk to the count for like yep. four days while you get and tortured. He doing some shady shit. Yeah, like there, there's, there's moments of like. I will not be surprised now if he just completely screws all of us over. Yeah, I yeah. almost think the opposite. I I think he's almost the character that most that's most likely to die or make a sacrifice so oh. that because he I, I think he I think Zale he gen- dies. I think he genuinely cares for Zale and I can see a situation where I don't know, Zale does something stupid to and almost dies to save Lisa, but then Don uh, Ranpa dies instead. Oh, like, yeah. like, I, that's the plot twist I was I'm expecting, but I I don't know anything because I haven't played this game. The only way Ranpa dies is if Zale expresses his love for Lisa, and so he attacks Lisa and kills her, and then Be- Zale oh. kills Ranpa. Oh, because uh, Ranpa and Zale want to. Uh, Danganronpa wants him and Zale to be together, right? Yep. I have I have a I have a new male couple that I'd like to start shipping with oh, this uh, no. episode. Are we gonna do a different? I, are you gonna ship a different same yeah, sex couple every episode? I, you you gotta stick to the same one at least. No, that no, this commitment. Oh, oh, so he, he, does, he doesn't have he right? doesn't have an OTP. He's just he just sees yeah. he just sees same sex love <laughs> in every game. Okay, no, all right. What, what, what all do you have you this time? Boats. Therius didn't get a lot of screen time in the chapters we played in the first episode, but I really like, <clears throat> like, in the end of the chapters we played. Why so like, serious? Yeah, why, why so <laughs> Um, in the end of the chapters we played, he shows up at your room, and, like, you just have, like, a cute little back and Whoa. forth. And, like, okay. And, yeah, he's like, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, uh, because you just did the Tower of Trials, and he's like, okay, and Zale goes. I haven't gotten there yet, but all right, good. Okay, so, yeah, so yeah, Zale's I, I like. Zell's like, are you are you mad about it? And he goes, no, I'm happy for you. And it's like, oh, this is a cute little moment between uh, wow. Zale and Main character and, his... and silver mop head guy. No, there he is, senpai. You're, you're reading this all wrong. Seren is going to end up with him. Wow. She, yeah, she, she keeps complaining about how pompous he was, but there's something underneath that. Oh, yeah, they, they got into a fight in the courtyard. Yeah, right. and she keeps bringing him up. She can't I stop think... thinking about him. Wow. I think... Seren and Lowell might be canon. Lowe's? Lowe's? Yeah, Lowe's. Lowe's. That's it. Uh, Sierra and Lowe's. Um, no, I could see that too. That was, that's what I originally thought for the first couple Lo- chapters. Lo- like, Ren? that's for sure going to happen. Lowe and um, Seren. Yeah. But uh, I've gotten this weird, like, hey, maybe this could be possible too. And, you know, and, I- I and can Lowe can't get that. tied down. Because well, I mean, Lowell and Seren are both sort of hard partiers, and they're almost yeah. the kind of people that will, like, hook up with anyone except each other because they actually like each other. Yep. Right. Yeah. I, I I can see that happening. I'm, I, that that pairing doesn't upset me, as long so, as they're both happy because I like both of them. So since we are 
got sidetracked onto once again who ends Shipping. up with who. All right, guys, um, let's all go over our favorite Fire Emblem p- p- uh, picks. Davy's Shipping Corner. Yep. This is now uh, the Shipping Encounter, the RPG Fan Lovecast. <laughs> we should do that. <laughs> oh, better call Caitlin. Oh, yeah. Caitlin, gets... I think I bet Caitlin would have some words about Shipping Encounter. I, I have no <laughs> doubt. Um, but where I want to go with that is... Uh, David, did you ever finish it your first playthrough? Yeah, I did. It oh. was uh, I did it in like a weekend. Well, then you can't be part of this conversation. Sorry. Um, where do you okay. think the story is going, Mike? Oh man. Um. Well, from the beginning, I was pretty sure Zangarak was not the final boss. It's too easy. It's too obvious. Yeah, it's he's he's a red herring, a giant red cat man red herring. So. <laughs> They're going to escalate the conflict between the humans and the Garak. And uh, after you beat Zangarak and the Garak, uh, um, Count Dracula is going to do a big power play, somehow involving the out, uh, Zale's outsider powers, which I, don't, which I don't exactly understand yet. I'm not sure what the outsider is or what, really it, means, be- or what it means besides Gathering and, and Gale. But he'll somehow appropriate Zale's powers to do some kind of empire-seizing ploy or world-seizing ploy and reveal himself as the true villain, and then you'll fight him. Uh, Lisa's life will be threatened, but uh, Danganronpa dies instead of Lisa. And uh, this is pretty specific. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> look, I, I, I like developing theories for stuff, and I'm, I'm rarely correct. Okay. No, so I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Ex- I'm not expecting this to be to be so even is, even does, half right. Does that th- sounds super satisfying to you? Is going back after uh, Zangrag and killing Count Dracula? Um, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I I think yeah, you'll defeat Zangrag. Count Dracula will be the boss. Uh, Danganronpa has a noble sacrifice to save you. Maybe there's some nondescript, vague Final Fantasy demon as the real final boss because he was behind everything all along. Whoa. So. And uh, the, the then, giant flea from outer space. Yeah, and then you, and then Lisa, and uh, Zale marry, and they become the new count and countess of Lapis Lazuli Island or whatever. So I'm not. I actually think largely close to the same thing. Um, I know they won't do this, but how cool would it be when you beat the big cat if the cat joins your party? Oh, that would rule. I I, I know yeah. they're not going to do that. Um, no, he's like four times the size of a party member. They can't render this. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't fit in your clothes. No. How am I supposed to? How am I, how am I supposed to put my stealth Greaves plus two on him when they when they like fit Marania snugly and Marania is about the size of my Labrador Retriever and this guy is like seven foot four. No, this is like it's a fashion disaster. Not happening. So, <clears throat> I uh, I think that I you're just gonna kill him probably, or just part ways. Um. Yeah, I, I, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, it, it would go either way. It wouldn't really matter. Yeah, I'm pretty close to the same thing. I think, though, uh, one sticking point that I'm confused about is where Jirai fits into all of this. Jirai. Oh, you mean Jiral? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh sure. I hope there is He's a boss salt. battle where you just where you cut just his head off. Annihilate him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that son of a bitch. He is the worst. I want I, a like they, they're building him up to be such a prick. And yeah. that without, I mean, there's almost nothing sympathetic or redeeming about him. 
So I, I hope that results in a boss battle. Maybe he gets, I don't know, maybe he gets demon powers or something. So I... Uh, to make him actually challenging. But you, oh, if, you just get to kick his ass. I want to kick I, I, What if Drawls the Kafka? No. I, I, I really want it to be, they build up to this boss battle. It's just a one-on-one -on -one because he's captured your party. And it starts, and you walk across the screen, and you just one-hit him. It doesn't matter what your level is. Oh, so it's like <laughs> you just want it. That reminds. Have you guys? Did you guys ever get to the very end of Earthworm Earthworm Jim for the SNES or Genesis? That was a long time ago. It, it was a long time ago. I'm not expecting you to have done it. All I ever remember is the the races and then the underwater level. Right. Well, the very final boss of the game, you fight a bunch of cat robots and and flying crows and stuff. It's like you. you uh, most of the enemies are animals. And the final boss of the game is just a goldfish in a bowl, and you shoot the bowl once, and he falls over, and he's dead. Oh, see so, how amazing would that yeah, be? Yeah, like it, it's it's it was super memorable moment. Moment. So if you can just one shot count Jurasshole, like that would be great. <laughs> can I? I I'm can totally I try, in favor of that. Can I? Can I try one just because I forgot enough of the game to not remember what happens? Sure. sure. Okay, so. Uh, I, love, I love this. We're th we're theory crafting this game. Yeah. The the grack, the grack in humans thing goes down like Mike said it does, mm -hmm. but like during the fallout of that, Zagrin kills the count and supersedes his place in the chaos afterward. Oh, and so, oh, so Daniel Rampa becomes the main villain. Yeah, and he starts manipulating Zale because they're childhood friends and using him. Until Zale gets mad, and then maybe Dagrin's the boss? I, I could see that, but caveat to all of that, the final boss is the Outsider. What is the oh, Outsider? I thought the Outsider, always. I thought the outsider was... So, like, Zale's power betray him and take some kind of form, and you have to fight Zale's glowy blue arm powers? Well, you don't. That you haven't sounds... gotten there yet, but there's, like, an arm that reaches out of a stone yeah. that makes you miserable and then moves an island. But you're oh, sad about moving the island. Yeah. All right. So okay. So, but so, so the outsider, but the outsider is an actual person and not just the name of, uh, of, the, of his it's power. It's a being. It's a something. Yeah. Sure. All right. Um. Oh, I guess we can't do this because I'm sure. So I'm just gonna have to put my last little thing out. The green mage that saves you. In the uh. The, in the courtyard. Yeah. That's gotta be Lisa. I I I thought so, but I don't remember. What do you think, Marcos? You know. <laughs> I don't know, Jack. <laughs> um, okay, good. I, I, I think we're all kind of on the same lines of... Yeah, yeah, none of us are earth-shatteringly different from the others. I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a bunch of ways this plot can go, and I'm just... You know, I have an overactive imagination with this sort of thing, yeah. so I'm, I'm filling out the story, and it'll be exciting to see how wrong I am when I actually get to those plot points. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty well laid so far, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's I, I, going back to actually something that's been going on, so we can all talk about this. Um, I actually like the story moments. Like I, I have little problems with here or there, like being able to interact. But when they actually lay out the story, I think they do a stellar job. Yeah, you know what? Um, actually impresses me with this game is well, first of all, I don't think there are any out of engine cutscenes. It's, it's all rendered in engine, so it, it feels like... So the story scenes seem like they could have happened in regular gameplay. And, and uh, which, you know, that's not exactly uncommon. But the way they do camera 
for these story scenes is really interesting. It's very, it's very cinematic. Like when a after the trial, where uh, Zale gets acquitted, he has a conversation with the general in the courtyard. But they don't just stand on opposite sides and talk at each other. They're walking through the courtyard together. The camera pans out. They, uh, they like, and, and they're actually having a sort of a normal walk-in conversation, like two real people might. And it was, and I actually noticed it because I was like, wow, they aren't just showing us their portraits alternating dialogue at each other. They're having a real scene together, and that's that was a really cool way of presenting that. They didn't have to do that, and it. it it really enriches the experience for having done so. It's really nice oh. until they switch to the actual portraits staring at <laughs> right. each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They don't abandon. They don't abandon the portraits staring at each other dialogue. But when they don't do that, it's really cool. Yeah, they do a really I, good job with that. I thought the the best uh, instance of that was when you're in court and it gives you like the low angle, like backlit, silhouetted shots of all the people interrogating you and the right, judge. Yeah. Yeah, that was really creepy and good. So it makes the judge seem really threatening, and like, yes. and uh, and Zale is like, well, okay, as, as someone controlling Zale, I'm kind of intimidated by these nobles that clearly hate him. Yeah. Why is whenever Zale walking? Yeah. Him. Why is his vision uh, vision blurry? Uh, so like, it's you're, you're... this is a game for the Wii that doesn't act can't actually render HD graphics. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, like, you're, you're you're leaving your prison to go to like the interrogation, and like all the other than like the middle six inches of your screen, everything's like black. I think it's just because um, everyone's like backlit, so all you see are the shadows falling on them from the back, like forward. It looks like he's passing out. At least yeah, that's how it does. does. Well, he's, I mean, maybe he's walking. Maybe they're he can't pass out and walk at the same time. It could be that he was, you know, occasionally tortured and occasionally starved during his imprisonment, or he's in darkness and, like, there's a, a weird effect for having been, you know, going into a light for the first time in days. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's blurry and weird and sort of disorienting to me, but uh, I'm, I'm sure there's some justification, that some logic behind it that I totally don't need. I mean, whatever. That was that was part not uh, part of the game where the presentation and camera were my friend. Um. Hmm. So yeah, um, Josh, I don't I don't know if you realize this, but uh, an RPG fan, your official title is news editor, correct? Sure. Well, Marcos, Davy, and I are all actually music editors. And we oh have, really? And we have not talked about uh, the really excellent soundtrack that let the last story has, except in passing. So you're telling me I should just mute my mic, and start playing Hearthstone? No, no, I, I'm <laughs> I'm saying that I wanna I wanna hear all of our perspectives on how we think the music is, starting with you, Josh. So come on, lay it on us. What like what do you think of the soundtrack? So uh, I really like how they have these mellow points, and it builds up with the drum beats that swells into a crescendo. No, I, there's there's music. Congratulations. <laughs> are you? Josh? Oh, oh yeah, you play things silent a lot. I was about to say, are you even have the sound on, Josh? <laughs> so after the whole debacle with the whole humming and staring at a blank screen oh, for a couple minutes, right? Oh, I um, all about that. Yeah, I, I I've I've had the volume on for the rest of the game. Oh, have I'm you proud of you. That the the encounter music sounds like Metal Gear Solid music. 
Um, this game's a Konami game of disguise. Maybe it's, there. It's I now. Now that you mention that, I, I'm not gonna be able to think of it. Uh, but I do remember thinking that some of the like battle music did not seem to fit, or like it seemed to be from a different game. It fits the game fine, but it reminds me of other things. It sounds like Metal Gear Solid music. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and you guys can go out and you guys can go crazy now. I, I'll, I'll butt out of this. I, um, I, I probably gave, I probably set us up too much with that whole spiel about what our roles are at RPG fans. Yeah, but, it, uh, but it, it does a fine job. I think the music is is very good. It's very cinematic. It's does it doesn't you know it's not like a like a freaking Mega Man game or something with recognizable jingles with right. each location or boss, but it uh it's a, some really good incidental music. It's it's understated in a way that yeah. in in a way that's really cool. But when you do notice it, it sort of enhances those moments of crafted combat encounters and major plot points. And uh, and when it you know stands out and tries to be a little and tries to be a beautiful melody like you know the, during the fireworks scene, it's really beautiful. It's, it's a it's a nice little soundtrack. I'm gonna have to. I haven't listened to it in depth on my own time yet, but I think I will because it's just I every time I notice the music, I'm really impressed. I think uh, I think you nailed it when you said understated because like every time I notice the song, I'm just like man, this is good. But like I don't really I don't find myself like getting into it like during gameplay all that often i had this really weird um realization the other day i was walking around uh the castle town and i like went and got a snack or went to the bathroom or something and i had that song stuck in my head from the castle town and i was like man that's a good song what game is that from (laughs) (laughs) so so the song made it the song found its way into your subconscious but yeah you you couldn't just pull it to the top of your brain for a minute oh that's great can you even hum that song? I can't even remember what the castle no, song is. No, but I know I really like it. Oh, I don't think I could hum it either. But no, no, like, like when it, I think the song when it, um, the music in the game when it's trying to fit particular moods, it succeeds. I've never noticed the song, the music getting in the way or being unpleasant. But uh, yeah, it's also it's also understated. It's it hides itself a little bit, and that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you kind of nailed it on the head with um, calling it cinematic because it's very cinematic. Um, and like for those who listened to uh, like our last episode, when I was going through that list picking the music, a lot of it was cinematic music, uh, and I just really liked uh, how it wasn't like some kind of a like crazy melody or some kind of a crazy piece of music. That it it just fit a mood very nicely. And one thing I like with the music of the game is that. As you like, I know for the town theme, um, I believe it progresses uh, during certain portions of the game. Um, I, I can't talk much about it, uh, not to spoil it, but I think some of you will probably like, notice it if you play the game that there's like a second part to it uh, when there's a certain thing happens. But one thing I noticed for the town theme is when you go down to like the I don't want to, like the the poor section or like the yeah. uh, whatever. <laughs> well, I, 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 like, like, like the slum section of the town. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, I guess you call it slums. Um, music cuts out. No music. Yeah. And I found that really weird. Like, wow. I mean, like, I they're so really poor, good. they can't even afford music. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I, I was just like, wow. <laughs> that was really, like, turning there. Burgos, by the way, is not especially affluent. He's a normal dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're not from. A 1%. I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking actually from my uh, one of many mansions. Uh, oh yeah, you you, 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 have, you have a mansion in Connecticut, right next to Vince McMahon, right? 
Yeah. Uh, actually, it, it's conjoined to his. Uh, oh, okay. Wow. All right. Well, say hi to no. Stephanie for me. <laughs> uh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, that's uh, something I thought that was very cool. Like they did, but like I was like, yeah. wow, that's really weird how it just like cuts out into like silence. I was like, wow, very distracting. I really like that. Yeah. It really helps define parts of the city. Like you, like you had an emotional response to that, and now every time you go to that part of the city, you have an emotional response. Like that's really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm actually at a point in the game where I am sort of exploring the city right now, and I didn't remember that specific uh, motif that they used in the slummy part of town. But I'm gonna I want to look for that now and 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 try to notice it. That that's that's a really cool touch. And there's and I don't know if i could list them exactly but i bet there's a bunch of cool touches like that in the soundtrack well there's going to be uh, no motif in the slum part of town oh, well, yeah but i mean i mean, <laughs> I mean still a, a, I re- a rest is still a part of a song so yeah. it, and and pauses can be put to great effect as i'm sure everyone knows you know it'd be really interesting in the song itself if it actually had that like just 30 seconds of silence and then it would just fade back into the song or the next section yeah <laughs> yeah that'd be very interesting um, yeah, but luckily for our listeners, they're hearing the last story OST right now. Right. Right now. Oh, don't say that. Now I have to, like, edit this, like, really <laughs> Yeah, put, like, put a note there. Put, like, a very loud, like, track right there. Just overflowing <laughs> <by> everything. <laughs> uh, or just put silence there and make me wrong. That'd be weird. <laughs> so it's all of a sudden very noticeable? No, it no, just no, cuts no, out, yeah. No, do like a record scratch and then have Davy's line just hang there alone with the awkward pause right after. And then when we're done with this part of the conversation, have like the music roll back don't, in. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Work for Marcos. That's not gonna do it. If Marcos does it. Um. <laughs> okay. Cool talk. Cool music talk. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was riveting. <laughs> I. You can I wake you up now, flash. Josh. You can wake up. So, I guess, kind of close out some of the discussion. It sounds like, for the most part, all of you like it? The, the soundtrack, um, yeah. I, I am still, yeah. the jury is still out on the game itself for me. I want to see how the plot works out. I want to see if the combat encounters, you know, stay fresh or maybe get more usable, get more intuitive. Uh, I don't like using the word intuitive because, I mean, t- to a degree, how... How intuitive is it to press buttons on a controller? Yeah. But uh, I, like, I'm, I'm not 100% sold or cold on the game yet. I, but I am interested enough to keep playing and seeing it and see it through to the end. Okay. Which is weird because I'm actually will... behind you on gameplay, Josh. Yeah. I will say at this point, especially with all those optional chapters right at the end of uh, this chunk we played, I feel like this is probably the saggiest portion of the game actually i feel like i just did one of the optional chapters i finished the haunted mansion segment uh earlier Mm -hmm. tonight actually and it's been my favorite part of the game so far i I I really liked it i'm not saying they're bad but like after doing i think there's like four of them right there and you just kind of feel like you're just like not getting anywhere at that point um it just felt a little saggy to me but at that i was gonna say like I feel like almost all RPGs feel saggy at this point to me. Like, okay, I have the carrot dangling in front of me. Like, I want to know what happens next, and I don't feel like you're giving it to me as fast as I would like. Okay. But that's just me. That's fair. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I go I go back and forth tremendously with this game. So are you are you you aren't like dreading playing the rest of it, are you? No, not dreading. Like and um, uh, Marcos did mention that the last several chapters are on the short side, like they might be one or two encounters, and then pl- a plot point, and then next chapter. So it. I don't know if it's one or two encounters, but it should be small, or at least hopefully it'll go fast. Because it does pick up speed. Um, like no more of those side quests. Like they throw it at the end of the uh, game, like the optional ones I'm talking about. Yeah, and that's. So there will be a point in the game where it sort of like races to a finish with all at once all the optional stuff is is out of the way. Am I looking into it too deeply? I don't know. And that's when this game is chugging along. I really like it. It's when it decides to pause, mm. and it, it's it, it feels like it's meandering. That's where it's like you know what like. Uh, mm. I kind of get that vibe. I have this weird thing with the last story, at least right now. Like every time I'm like, I, I know I have to play it for the podcast and I'm like, oh man, I don't want to do that. And like after about five, 10 minutes, I'm just like, I'm having fun. Like I'm on the edge of my seat and just like grinning. It's like, so, oh right. I don't know this game why. isn't so bad. <laughs> yeah. It's so, uh, I, in my mind, I'm not liking it as much as I actually am. And I think it is because of those low points. Like, I want to walk away from it. And, and I'll, I'll really admit, so since we started this podcast, I have not played any video games outside of what is on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, You're also the one that volunteers to do every single episode. So in a way, that's self-inflicted. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not complaining. Um, I, I'm, just, I'm just stating the facts. Um, this, this month was the first time that I've stopped doing that. Um, I picked up Persona 4 again, started playing that. I've been playing a bunch of Rocket League. Um, Both of those are good choices. Yeah, they're fantastic games. And even all kind of the crap that I talked about, like this or that about the last story and whatnot, I've still come back every time. And that, that's one of the large reasons I haven't played other games. Is like I didn't want to get distracted and just like, well, this game's better. I'm not going to play this. Um, and let's be honest, there's not many RPGs that are better than Persona 4. There's just True. Th- that's an undeniable fact. I, and it, oh, I mean, okay, regardless of how too broad that statement is, I love Persona 4 and have beaten that thing four times. So I, I'm hardly not going. I'm not going to argue with you. But yeah, okay, keep going, keep going. I'm, I'm just rambling. So since you played it four times, you agree it's an undeniable fact. Thank you for proving my point. I don't like saying something is. I don't like saying things are undeniable facts when they're clearly opinions, even when I agree with that opinion. I don't have opinions. I have facts. Lost out. Persona Four is a terrible is game. Okay. Persona Four, amazing. Oh boy. I'm, I'm almost. Final Fantasy Twelve, amazing. Final Fantasy Twelve going? is a game. Well, now you're stating facts. Mm. Like that—that's crazy. Like, isn't that an opinion? Anyways, <laughs> I don't know which of us is more confused. <laughs> um, <laughs> who is the most I, confused? Yes. Can I? Can I? Okay. So you started playing other games because you have some extra time because no. it's not that much. Well, first of all, yeah, this is one of our shortest games we've done. Um, and I just like I hit my breaking point. I needed to like oh, just feel like I had some power over my life. Sure. Um, yeah. But beyond that, like one of the best things I can say about the last story is I was genuinely excited to come back to see what the story was, and I did enjoy the gameplay enough that I was looking forward to coming back to it. 
Um, and so, like, all the little, like, nitpicky things I've said, I think at the end of the day, there's enough here that it is a, a definitely an enjoyable experience. It's There's enough there that it's driving me to want to see the conclusion of it. Can I, can I, can I segue and jump ahead a little yeah. bit? Go for so, it. So, since you're pretty pleased that you had a little bit of extra time this month, I seem, uh, wow, that was a good sentence. I'd like to uh, talk about next month's game. Yeah, next month we're going to be playing Terra Enigma, which is only about 15 to 20 hours. So, Terracotta. That, nope. Tiramisu. Still no. Tamagotchi. Pterodactyl. Uh, Tarantella. <laughs> okay. Tortellini. Terra Enigma is the, uh, it's the third game in the uh, Quintet, Quintet Heaven and Earth action RPG trilogy. So, Soul Blazer and Illusion the... of Gaia are the first two. Correct. But the only Super one Nintendo. Of... Yeah, all the, all were Super Nintendo, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Europe got uh, Terra Enigma, but North America did not. So it is true. So there is a English translation of the game that was legal, but there is no yeah. North American Super Nintendo copy of the game. It's like what almost happened to Xenoblade. Right. Or what actually, or the opposite of what happened to, say, Chrono Trigger, where, you know, the uh, North America got it on the uh, on the SNES, but Europe didn't. So I I, oh. uh, I played part of Terra Enigma several years ago via perhaps not legal means. And I, did not, I don't know if I'm going to be on the Terra Enigma podcast or not, but it's, it, I remember, I have positive memories of how that game played. It's weird. Yeah. It, yes. It's really weird. <laughs> like I, uh, I stopped playing. I think halfway through the Resurrection of Genius chapter, which. Oh is, yeah. Yeah, it's weird to explain why it's even called that, but uh, it, that's a really interesting game, and I'm looking forward. I, I even if I'm not on the podcast, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, the RPG fan staff talk about it. Oh yeah, it'll be weird. So yeah, you guys should get weird with us. <laughs> yeah, so that, that. <laughs> that that that's exciting moving forward um is, is that our way of wrapping this up is no that, is that I Davey's just, way of saying i'm done with this i told you <laughs> i just wanted to make a segue you were talking about having some free time because the uh, game wasn't way too long I, and, i'm just asking I, if we're segueing into turning this off that that was my question no i want i don't want to get on my soapbox but dude most RPGs are just honestly just needlessly too long. Like a lot of games like are, a, are forty hours when they could be twenty easily. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Even even some of the even a lot of the best classic RPGs, because of random encounters or long dungeons yeah. that probably didn't need to be long, feel artificially long. And I mean, you can like that or not, depending on how much you like the game. But you know, right. maybe Final Fantasy VI is too long. Which is weird because that's one of my favorite games of all time. Same, yeah. But uh, no, the, the last story and Terra Enigma don't really waste any time. They, they uh, don't, they uh, have scripted encounters instead of random encounters, and a relatively short runtime compared to their peers. Like I mean, you mentioned Xenoblade as a contemporary Wii RPG, and that thing is does not need to be as long as it is. I, I definitely sunk triple digits into Xenoblade. I, I, I think I was in the neighborhood of 90 hours on that. Ugh. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some even really good games are sometimes maybe too long. 
and Terranigma is not one of those teams. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. It's. I'm excited. That all. I was just trying to be excited, Josh. <laughs> Josh is a little bit of a downer this episode. People aren't allowed to be excited in this podcast. That's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> You all have to be miserable. This is the most... I mean, as someone who thinks of you as a jaded person, this is the most jaded I've ever heard you. I, I have I have not... I have not gotten angry. I have True. not sworn at anybody. I have not muted anybody. I have not turned this thing off. I don't, I don't think you've ever sworn at us. No, well, no, not you... out loud. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> um... I don't know. I, f- I feel like I was pretty upbeat. I didn't get too upset about things. <laughs> well, um, we all, also, we did talk a little bit before we started recording. Are you saying I got it all to my system before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you were trying I, to do. I will say, I, I think, I think you highlighted a great point about the last story, though, which is strengths and weaknesses. And like, like I got into this game originally because I was like, "Cool, an action RPG. I love those." And, like, it's not that great as just a standalone action RPG, but the writing and the characters and the plot development is all pretty engaging, so it's got its ups and downs. Yeah, no, I, and I, the, I agree with that. The combat's totally serviceable, but it's not a reason to play a game. Yeah, serviceable is probably the right word. Um, I don't think the combat is getting in the way of me enjoying the game, which right. it... Uh, which, you know, like, combat that's really bad or frustrating can do that, but the last story has not hit that negative level for me. No, not at all. Yeah, I'd agree. I I think that was just a bad segment of the game, unfortunately, for me. And I, I think it's it's unfortunate that it fell right before we're going to do the podcast. Oh, right. <laughs> it's just unfortunate timing. Yeah, that was, like, uh, the last thing you did in the game before. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's just that's bad timing. Um, but yeah, I I expect good things out of this going forward. I'm really interested to see how they wrap this up. So I, I'm as a whole very excited. I I really want a boss battle where you just beat the ass of Lord Jeral. I yeah. <laughs> I and you know I I think they're setting him up to be a such an unlikable person that I think that's coming. Either a yeah a really ignoble end or just a really an, an ass kicking of a boss battle. Yeah. But, okay. uh, uh, yeah, I think one of those two things is coming. I hope it's the boss battle. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to that when it happens. That would be really nice. Um, I do think, um, and this is kind of directed at Josh, but mostly directed at everyone in the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's good when you get like, when you start getting frustrated with smaller chunks of a game like this, and like I like a lot of really flawed games. Like I find them a lot more interesting than a lot of like great ten out of ten games. Um, but like just zoom out a little bit and be like, you know what, this is a unique experience and it's mm-hmm. worth playing and it's respectable just for that. I, I watch a lot of terrible movies and I have convinced myself that because I, I I watch some bad movies and enjoy them at some levels that I can appreciate the really good, you know, four star movies more by because I know what makes a bad movie bad and that gives me more insight into why a good movie's good. And I think that sure. could that might extend a little bit to, to games. I don't think that the last story is bad, but because it is flawed and unique and a little weird, it uh and and not the mo- and not a traditional JRPG in the 
in the most gen- generic sense, I'm noticing its its quirks and differences more. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think I, it's like one of my favorite developers, um, JRPG developers, uh, is Trice, and like mm-hmm. Trice swings and misses like about as often as they hit. But <laughs> for every Star Ocean they... two, they have a Star Ocean four. I like Star uh, Ocean four. They're on a spaceship. Yeah, His name Star is Ocean Edge 4. Maverick. Which is the coolest name Edge. ever. How happy would you be if you, when you had to spell your name at school, you're like, it's Edge. What up? What if it was, what if it was Edge Maverick Hunter X? <laughs> well, well, oh man. I mean, dude, I mean, elementary school I kids are already awful human beings, but imagine the kind of bullying Edge Maverick Hunter X would get in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> if he was, if you, if you were in first grade and your last name was Maverick Hunter X, then <laughs> just imagine the terrible puns your name would feel well, would be subject I guess it to. De- it depends on what year it is, because yeah, sure. that could be pretty badass if someone knows the subject matter. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean more games like um, like Roddy Radiata Stories was like a huge like I would almost call that game a miss, even though I love that game. I think it's hilarious and ahead of its time and really mature in ways that other Japanese could never hope or Japanese games could never hope to be. But yeah. like it doesn't play great and it's kind of not fun in a lot of ways, but all in all the experience is really worth it. And I'm glad that there's developers like that. That'll go and be like, well, let's try this. Let's like throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Cause then you can see like, like I said, that game felt really ahead of its time. Like, yeah, all... yeah, yeah. And yeah. And game, yeah. the big game developers are so risk averse these days that, uh, I mean, it, it fe- uh, just cause I mean, game budgets have gotten bigger and, uh, and 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 weird models like free to play models have gotten more popular. It's I I think the big developers are taking fewer risks now nowadays, and we're getting few of those weird swing and miss games, uh, which and that's kind of depressing because yeah, it is. Uh, why like um, there's one game in particular that I'm in love with. Um, like if I had to show you my uh, closet full of skeletons, this would be like right in the pile. Um, oh no, Steambot this- Chronicles. Okay. Uh, oh, I think this is one of the best games in the world. Uh, if we were to ever do a uh, an episode on this, I would have a million and one things to say about this game because <laughs> it like you have the options to to do certain things, and for a lot of it, it lets you like go through with those options. Okay, a, a lot of weird freedom. I dig it. Um, and like you really can just craft like the story of your character. One of those uh classic uh your character's amnesia like an amnesiac um but more or less you can paint the whole story the whole way if he's a like a real douchebag or like a really valiant person what's it called uh steambot chronicles steambot chronicles i don't know if i've ever heard of that because dumb apparently nope no it's what's, just what's the platform? Not, it's ps2 oh really yeah it's just it's not a game that like picked up steam no pun intended. That, yeah. Uh, okay. Good. Wah, wah, wah. No, it sounds it sounds really interesting. I really like games of that vintage because, like, late PS1 era, PS2 era, like, games were like relatively cheap to make. Like, after they figured out how to mass produce like 3D graphics, like you like look at Square Enix games on the PS1, like from the late 90s and stuff. Like, do you guys remember Threads of Fate? Oh god, yeah. yeah, Threads of Fate was in that 2000 Summer of RPG that Square did. And it was like Brave Fencer Versace is another good one. That's a that wonderful vintage. game. Thre- Threads of weird... Fate Threads of Fate is not good. I did not like that game. 
but it was really weird and it was trying something different and you don't get as much of that anymore that, outside of that is a, that well, is a games, are, games are so expensive to make now yeah so I mean it, the chances of a Threads of Fate being made in 2015 are between low and zero it's gonna be an indie game you know it's gonna be like a yeah. Barkley Shut Up and Jam guide. <laughs> it's gonna be a game <laughs> made by two dudes in their basement. <laughs> yeah, or like uh, the the Zeboid games like found a lot of clever ways to deal with RPG tropes to make them more palatable to modern gamers. And and, and Zeboid is a studio comprised of two people. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. That's no. That's. People are doing interesting things in different spaces, but uh, a lot of the times, like that's, I'm really excited to see. This is so off our, uh, so off topic at this point, but I'm oh, really yeah, excited. Geez. We were so but, far uh, from last story right now. Right, we so never talk about our games. But <laughs> where Enix does going forward, because like I feel like after the 13 trilogy, and even with Lightning Returns, like that was a really fun, interesting game. Um, I feel like they've kind of got a different head on their shoulders, and like especially with all the shakeups that have been going on. Like, I really want to see what they do with 15, because I think it's going to be unlike any game I've ever played. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that's also because it was supposed to be the best game from 13 back when they showed the first trailer. I mean, let's be honest. Ver- everybody wanted Versus 13. Everybody was like, yeah, 13's okay, but everybody wanted Versus 13. I wasn't really into that hype train. Ah. Uh... I usually don't get excited about a game until like it's in the calendar year or something. I don't even know what to say to you anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> what for me? <laughs> so, you, know, you know, I heard there's a really good game, Lost Odyssey. I should just go and play Lost Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, you should go play that instead oh, of this. Yeah, that, that game looks it. like it rules. Yeah, it, it does rule. Okay. Another messed up by this developer. Oh, it, love a missed step. Yep, I, I did it on purpose. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. I I think it's late. I think it's oh, late, I and we should stop you. talking. It, it only took me like an hour and a half to make one of those. Yeah, I almost missed the joke. Ooh, no. yeah. Too far. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I think on that wonderful, spectacular note, uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, where? Uh... Comment. Oh, why don't you read that, Davey? Oh, I guess I could. Oh, we oh we got a Facebook comment. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a comment on a post that our new social media person. I don't know what her title is. I should probably figure that out. Social media extraordinaire. Oops. Yep, our new social media extraordinaire um, was, you know, posting a Retro Encounter episode, and we got a really good comment from uh, one of our Facebook dot, or Facebook.com. Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com. <laughs> yeah. On the Facebook.com slash RPGFan.com slash our website. Um, his what? name is Vincent Rowe, and I really liked what he had to say about this. Um, he said, I finished the last story in about one to two weeks. It was really fantastic really goes back to the roots of JRPGs in the PS1 era, like we were saying. So I had a nostalgic... Wow, you gotta stop moving around in the dock, buddy. <laughs> so it had a nostalgic feel to it with some of the cliches. Good compliment to Xenoblade as well, Xeno being a large, explorable world with lengthy story, and the TLS going chapter by chapter from point A to point B, with a more concise novel-style s- story with a central city. 
which feels like it came from a Zelda game. I wish more JRPGs were in the 25-hour-ish range so they can get to the point, also, like we were saying. And a great battle system. Really fun to grind, even when leveling with a already fast leveling system. The magic circles and diffusion and crossbow sniping system is different to the past battle system designs. Which, like like I said, like pretty much everything this gentleman says is right on the money. Except like for exactly that crossbow comment. What? Um, dude, I like crossbow. Yeah. Dude, I, especially like the pretty much. I like shooting. Much, I like shooting the stalactites and having them fall on the cat lizards. <laughs> pretty much every encounter in that game, I start with uh, wizard slayer arrows, and I just snipe out the any mages or healers. Oh, I just shoot bananas at people. I was gonna say I just <laughs> that, at people, that. especially when they're sitting down in the chair and they still manage to trip. I I tripped a pickpocket to catch him in a foot race with a banana peel. Uh, just nice. just earlier tonight for a side quest in the castle town. That's a. I just want to tell you that's a beautiful sentence, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> there were that, there were some interesting nouns strung together in that sentence. <laughs> no doubt that's about a, that's it. A, that is a, an emergent gameplay experience, my friend. Oh boy. So, like I was saying, that's gonna do it for us. Um, where can we uh, find all of you on the internet? Like Twitter, Davey? Um, I'm not a uh, big in the the tweet game. I can't I can't twitzle like the like the kids do. Good, good start. Uh, good <laughs> job, guys. Good, good job. All right. Um, what about you, Marcus? <laughs> uh, uh, if we're talking about personal twitters, uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, at Rhythm Room. <laughs> and what about you, Mike? Uh, okay, I have two Twitter accounts to you know to pick up the slack for good. Davey. Balance it out. Yeah, yeah one I of have... them has to be dedicated only for Davy though. So okay, you have to okay all right. Wow. Uh, my main Twitter is at the Real Monsoon, and my Twitter for game journals and stuff is Evoker for Dogs. So, um, I, could... I will say, I am active on the Facebooks and on that Facebook club I was talking about, Game Club, oh, and right. uh, mm-hmm. I post some funny pictures and quips from uh, because there's a lot of them in the last story and. Uh, I don't know. I like to talk about how Seren gets drunk and get fights people. Yeah. So drunk she can't feel her arms anymore, which is not the level of drunk I have ever achieved. I, I don't that's, go as hard as Seren. I, was, I know. I was, how do you do that? Like you, I, want well, to, I want to party to with fair, Seren one night. Have you, have you never been so drunk that you just picked up your glass and just dropped it on accident? No. Really? You need a step of your game. I have been so drunk sometimes that I reach for a glass and end up on the floor passed out. Yeah, that's no. a good one. No. One one time, and I don't know if I should say this on air where people will listen. Oh, do it. Absolutely. Let's have this on record. <laughs> yeah. One time there was a, there was a house party at my uh, place in college that got kind of out of hand. So I go into my bedroom, and there are two girls I don't know asleep in my bed. And I'm like, well... I can't that seems sleep. like a I, wonderful gift. I, I know, but I, but I, but my reasoning was, well, I can't sleep here now. These people are here, so I just, um, I got my, I think like a hoodie and a blanket from my, co- from my closet and went into the laundry room and curled up in the dryer with, with a blanket. Wait, and, wait, no, and no, no, Slept no. in a dryer all night. In, in the physical, like you push a button and it dries clothes dryer. Yes, that it. It was a very large, spacious dryer that is large. How that, small that was, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not a small guy. I'm uh, right. Are you like three foot? No. Twenty pounds? No, I'm five ten and about two hundred pounds. I'm a little heavy, in fact. 
So, and this is just a gigantic dryer, and I slept in a dryer poorly all night because, well, there were some girls asleep in my bed, and I couldn't, I couldn't just get in the bed with them. That would be, that would be out of, that would be out of hand. I have no responses that are okay to be recorded on this podcast. I feel I feel like it was way better when we were talking about fighting games. What is where where are we going? Yeah, all, uh, all my drinking failures but, are not as are, are not as fun as talking about fighting games. Maybe I just have like carpal tunnel or something. I just drop stuff sometimes. Man, I could see getting drunk enough that I I I'd probably still be able to feel them, but yeah, yeah, yeah get a little tingly. Yeah. So uh, on Twitter, you can find me uh, JD Curry, uh, as uh, is where I am everywhere else. Um, you can hop on. You can send us personal messages because that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, that's another place you can reach out to. If you don't want to send us, and then on Twitter, you can send us an uh, email at retro at rpgfan.com. Uh, as always, comment on the boards. We want to hear your thoughts, and absolutely go on to iTunes and review. We've actually started getting some reviews, so thank you for that. No. We had, what? what? Really? Why wow, do you have okay. to act so surprised? I, I am surprised. It's like one of those things like, I know we do this like every couple weeks, but I'm shocked people actually listen to it. Yeah. I would I would like if everybody listening could just tweet at uh, Josh Curry and tell him that in, um, wow. Good I talk. Infinite, I almost said infinite undiscovery. That is a much different game. <laughs> Lost Odyssey is a good game because you're a sane person and Josh Curry is not. That's I want to get as angry as I can about if, this. If that's sane, I don't want to be sane. It's a, it's a, it's fine. It's fine, dude. I, it's fine. It's a good game. Well, it's fine. If, if you want to respond to me on Twitter, I'll respond back with a, a GIF. Yeah. Yeah. Marcos, Marcos, says, Marcos is the king of gifts. the reaction GIF. Um. Turn this boat I, back around. iTunes, you guys have been doing a great job. We've gotten a bunch of reviews. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, we've we, even we gotten do. a comment. I'm, look, I'm looking at them now. We have some positive comments and five five star reviews. My, my favorite wow. is the comment from, which if you couldn't understand that, it his username or her username. That is C K Q H D H D J. Those are which, nine consonants with that desperately in need of a vowel. Yeah, I like to think that it's better without the vowels. Um, okay, well, you, you must be terrible at Wheel of Fortune, but sure, go ahead. <laughs> you don't even know. Um, so yeah, get on there on any of those different things. Uh, we'll we'll try to respond. We'll try to get uh, more people's comments up there. Try to make them a little shorter than Vincent's. Vincent's was a really good comment, but a little wordy. Um, make them Twitter-sized, so they're bite-sized for us. Um but yeah, as Davey said earlier, our next game for September is going to be Terra Enigma. So start all your efforts on trying to find and track that down and get ready to play that. Because um, we'd love for you to uh, play around, along with us. Did you say so. the uh, the email already? What? Did you say the email already? Oh, yeah. Retro <laughs> at RPGfan.com if you want to email I, I, us. This is like the 12th episode for me now. I got it's... this. I've even gotten to the point that I'm able to say my name at the beginning. We went through a rough patch for like the first eight episodes. I've gotten to the point that I actually introduced myself, so I, I got this. I got this email thing too. Three people on this right. podcast keep saying Josh, but I don't know which one is Josh. Yeah, the one that everybody hates. We're still talking about Joshua Blight from uh, Trails in the Sky. Joshua Bright. That's I, I would have done it. I've done it. No, it's it's Joshua Bright, Luca Blight. 
Joshua Blight, son of Luca. I'm pretty sure that's how that went. You sure? Okay. <laughs> so that's another game that's just desperately trying to be a Konami game in disguise. Trails in the Man. Sky is actually Su- Suikoden 2.1. Da, da. I just yeah. looked it up because internet. It's Joshua Bright. I know. <laughs> How can you tell the difference? Because it has an R in it. Okay, well, it's, well, it's, how, like, how, it's like Dr. How Wright is it in versus Dr. Light. Yeah. It looks like yeah. this. Um, okay, that doesn't mean you, anything. You, everybody on the podcast is going to really enjoy but I'm sending a message. It looks like that, so <laughs> good luck with that. Um, By the way, he just your said, listeners, yeah, he Josh just, said that, just he sent just... me a gif of him giving me the middle finger. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what that was. No, no, well, <laughs> you're comparing Bright versus Blight in Hiragana, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I can't read that. I, I, I agree with Josh. I have John McCarroll next to my uh, cubit work all the time. I have to watch oh. him write everything in Japanese <laughs> and explain why I'm pronouncing things wrong in English. So... Yeah, that's fun. So th- this is what I picked up. <laughs> Thank you, uh, John. Oh yeah, for the un- for the uninitiated, John McCarroll is the editor in chief of RPGFan.com, and uh, and and Josh is a work acquaintance of his. Oh, now we're just acquaintances. Thanks. Yep, this, You're welcome. This reminds me. Um, I'm sorry I forgot to bring this up in our show. Longest but I wanted to ever. Like, you know what? I wanted to do. do some Are we still recording this? this? I think so. <laughs> for the. Oh, boy. For the people who actually helped make this show possible, like some behind-the-scenes people that I don't think we've ever thanked, and right. I think that's a shame. I think uh, first, uh, yeah, you have to uh, remember no, everybody. This is really embarrassing. If you can't think of somebody yeah. now. So this is on the spot. If I forget you, just tell me on the forums. You know where I live. <laughs> um, but Mr. Mike Salvato, that does all our graphics and uh, I think posts uh, stuff sometimes. I'm not sure. Him and Stephen, the other person, Stephen Myring, who. Uh, obviously helped found this podcast um still posts stuff on the site for us helps us out a lot um steven mike um marcos gaspar who you may know from this podcast you're listening right now can't think of he's here that's not how this works (laughs) no uh, i think it's important to know like marcos is uh helping out like marcos learned how to edit audio and he's uh helping take care of that side of the production and uh it's been a great help to us all yeah, and, um, and like that's a, a good point. Like we've talked about this before, this is all a big learning process for all of us. Um, so if there is weird audio things, if there's you don't want our outros to last ten minutes, if you're sick and tired of us talking about everything but the game, um, which again, I don't think, has anyone ever said that to us? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they just turned it off. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, as you were saying, like send me a message on Twitter that I'm annoying jerk and i should be nicer to everybody um or any other sorts of messages you can put it on the boards let us know we'll we might change we'll take it into consideration well we might change i don't know about josh and uh it, i should mention one thing that we do take into consideration is your recommendations for what games to play we have we even we even keep a big running list of all of the games that listeners have suggested that we run on this show and we, and we look at that list a lot when we're choosing our games month to month. So please uh, keep talking on the forums and Twitter and the, and the Retro Art RPG fan email. Keep suggesting games to us because we, we, we want to know what you want us to listen to play. 
Yeah, in all honesty, even beyond that, when we're just doing something that's uh, editor-focused, a game, yeah. uh, I use it as a tiebreaker. If I know that you guys right. are really excited for something. Yeah, if, so. if there's like a tied vote in, in the internal vote we have what game to like. So, as always, just get get noisy, get loud, and uh, we're happy you keep listening, so keep coming back. Thank you. Party on! Be excellent to each other, and party on, dudes. <laughs>